When my mom passed away, right before she passed, literally hours before she passed, I found out definitively, I thought, that my father is not my father. What you're about to hear is an unscripted session with a psychic medium. Fleur had no contact with the participants prior to this meeting. They were screened by me, Elizabeth, one of the producers of the podcast, in order to preserve the integrity of the psychic reading. Absolutely no information was given to Fleur before their psychic session. This is Moving Beyond the Podcast. My name is Fleur, and I am an intuition teacher, a psychic medium, and host of this podcast, Moving Beyond. Here, you have the opportunity to be a fly on my wall and listen in on an intimate reading in which I connect someone to their loved ones on the other side. You will hear stories of grief and tremendous loss, but you will also hear stories of loving connection and witness beautiful transformations. Thank you for listening with an open heart. I truly believe that we heal in community, and you're here. You are an important part of this one. My name is Nicole. I'm from Los Angeles. I grew up in in Orange County. I'm really interested in speaking with Fleur because I talked to my mom every day, multiple times a day. She was absolutely one of the closest, a best friend to me. And then to find out that there was this thing that I didn't know has been hard to reconcile. So good to meet you. I am so excited to do this and just and get to experience your work. Wonderful. Well, it's really nice to meet you. Have you ever had any kind of reading before? Any experience? Not like this. No. Okay. So for me, it's an experience in which consciousness never dies, never goes away. There's mm-hmm. intelligence. There's mm-hmm. the ability to communicate. And what we're doing today is we're bridging the two worlds. I very much believe anyone can connect that your loved ones in spirit are around all the time. I'm just offering a voice piece, a slightly more tangible perhaps. And then my hope is you continue forward knowing that I'm not ne- needed in this. I'm just mm-hmm. connecting the two. Mm-hmm. My beginning awareness is I'm shifting, shifting, shifting. I'm looking at all the different radio stations that we have in spirit. Um, mm-hmm. And every person has a slightly different station. So your unique energetic imprint, and as it transits to the other side, it continues to be unique in my experience. And so there will be a moment in which I land on a station and I'm like, ah, oh, it's this person's station. And the closer mm. I get to that, the more information I have. And so I'll start sharing it in that way. I'll say, I'm seeing this. I feel this. I hear this. I know this. All I need from you at the time is simply, mm-hmm. yes, it's factual or no, yes. it's not. Okay. In the beginning, this is important only because we want to make sure we've got the right person. We got the right station. Totally. Okay. We got the right station. We got the right person. (laughs) It gives me the confidence to really drop in at that Mm, time to say, mm -hmm. yep, right person right here. Let's fully steam ahead. Okay. Mm -hmm. My first impression here is of a woman who stands right behind me. And there's a really strong link to this being a woman who raises you like a mom. She feels 
very connected and yeah. also like kind of nurturing mom where I feel like everyone wants this kind of mom. Yes. Is my sense. She's a very touchy-feely person. Like I want to hug you. I want to kiss you. I want to just let you know with physical touch that I'm near. Yep. And I feel that in the same way when she's passing, she also gets the experience of physical touch on her body. Yes, 100%. And I know that your hands are one of those hands. Your hands are one of the people that touch her, that caress her. This is not in the very moment of her passing. It's in the lead up. Yes. It's the sense of we massage the body because it's tense. It's yes. in pain and she's going through treatments during this time. Yes. 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 Uh -huh. I know she just wants you to know how comforting that was. Mm. Um, also because she makes me feel that you at the time felt, oh, I don't know if I'm very good at giving massages yes. or I don't know if this is really my specialty. Do you know? Yes. hundred percent. Yes. It feels very nourishing and mm. important to let you know just how nourishing it was. This feels very important. Oh, good. I do see a lot of travel that you would have had to do um, to see her. Well, hold on one second. I'm actually not sure if it's you, but I see one one of her children having to come in and out of like an airplane. Yes. To go yes. see her. Yes. You see? Uh -huh. Yes. Uh-huh. Yes. Um, I also feel feel um that you yourself get get to spend time with her prior to her passing um, and then she interrupts me one second one two three. no that's not right she talks about three people being close to her three people being yes uh -huh. near yes two of them yeah Mm -hmm. Three people being near at the time that she passes. That's right. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. I do feel she makes me feel there was a resoluteness for her where she gets to make a choice to say, I know that my treatment options are over. I know that there's nothing else and I don't want anything else. Do you yes. see this? Yes. A hundred percent. Yes. And she stays by that choice, wanting you to know she's still felt that way to the very last moment and yes there was I feel this strong resolute sense of adventure I want to say into her next phase of life <laughs> that makes sense yes the sense of all right here we go yeah you know? exactly exactly um, yeah. and just wanting you to know this is how she perceived it, this beauty of the connections that she holds in this physical world, and then a sense of, all right, on to the next. Yes. Uh -huh. And really wanting you to know the sweetness of, of that. I, I want to go back to this relationship of sweetness that the two of you have together. I feel like there's a sense of in your lifetime, connecting with your mom at least once a day in life. Yes. Uh -huh. The sense yes. that we talk all the time. We yes. connect all the time, yes. generally more than once, I think, in the day. Yes, uh -huh. you know? yes, yes. Uh -huh. And needing you to know she still connects with you in this way all the time now. Yeah. I feel that her 
connection is to kids plural that she watches over in the world Mm -hmm. rather than just you yes yes and and the sense of the two are very different and this feeling of I I know a deep deep emotional connection to you both that's without question yeah and she's also making me feel your family is drawn together since her passing there isn't yes a severance there's not a disconnect as I often see yes in passings but I feel the families really come together to grieve together to hold each other and that you feel that the bond between the two of you and just the family as a whole has been strengthened yes you see yes Uh yes exactly exactly yes yes and she's grateful for this. Very, very grateful. Um, I need to bring my attention here to her She brings my attention to her lower intestines, her colon. Yes. Yes. Um, and do you yes. see there's colon cancer? Yes. And yes, yes do you see? Uh-huh. Yes, yeah. exactly, exactly. Um, and she talks about the colon cancer and then she makes me feel that initially there were polyps that were deemed yes. not cancerous at first. Do you mm-hmm. see? Yes. It's yes. like a feeling of problems for quite some time, but then yes. when we biopsy initially, it's fine is my feeling. And then all of a sudden it feels very aggressive. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I know that she brings me to this area of her body and I feel feel um this might be surprising to you or not but I feel that this experience required her to make a lot of peace with her body I feel that your mom was actually quite hard on herself in life yes very very. um yes very harsh critic of her body yes yes Um, yes but there's something about it's not unusual for her to be on a diet it's not unusual for her to be kind of like restricting herself you know exactly exactly yes yeah I feel like I'm really concerned in life about uh, perfectionism, to be honest. Yeah, 100%. Yes, yes. Perfectionism. And I feel that this experience of the colon cancer, this experience of the body requires her to make peace with the body. Yes, yes, yes. I I do feel that. Yes. Um, And she also wants you to know that what was left undone or what was left unaccomplished in this space, she's felt real peace with now. Mm -hmm. I feel that she's quite happy to see you don't struggle as much, Mm -hmm. um, that there's more freedom around your physical body. Of course, we yes. all have things to unfold and uncurl, but yes. I know that she's grateful that this experience for her and watching her body fight has also loosened the binding that you've done on your own. Yes. Uh, yes. You know, a big yes. appreciation for the body. Uh, yes, that is exactly right. Yes. And I know she wants you to step into that even more, not to shrink, not to tighten yourself, to allow the expression of that gratitude and that love and let it really find its footing in your life. I feel that she looks back and 
see so much time of fixing the body, doing things to the body to help the body look better and all of these things. Do you know? Yes. Uh, yes. That's exactly And wants right. to kind of, yeah, hand you that freedom. Uh, you yourself have the little boy already? Yes. It? Yes. Uh-huh. Yes, I have a um, son. Yeah. She talks about your little boy. <laughs> yeah. Who I think is still quite little. Yes, he is. And then she talks about his changing eye color. I'm not quite sure what that means. Or uh, I don't know. What is that? One second. Yeah. She likes looking at him too, his little face. Uh, yeah. Once, you know, he's around. She's around him, I mean. But I feel you'll want more children. Do you see this? Yes. Yes. Maybe right now you're unsure, but I exactly. Exactly. feel if I were to make a bit of a prediction, I think you'll have another. And right now there's just the one. Is that right? That's just one. Yes. I do feel like your mom has memories with your son, gets to know your son, gets to be here for that in this yes. lifetime. Mm-hmm. He also feels like when she passes that he is old enough to have memories yes. or to have formed connection. You yes. Know? Uh-huh. And I feel that he and you speak about her often and she's aware yes. of this too. Yeah. Yes, yes. You know, wanting you to know she hears it, she's connected, she's aware. Yeah. Yes. She does make me feel like her passing has the effect of for you feeling like you kind of go through a phase of paralysis. It's the question of how you put yourself out in the world and your purpose and how you kind of want to leave this life. Yes. Yourself. Mm-hmm. And she makes me feel one that you've decided and she wants to shake up this belief system that you've decided that you're actually not going to live very long. So she needs to shake this up. Like you are planning your life right now as if you've got maybe 25 more years. Do you see that? Yes, totally. (laughs) Yeah. Uh And and she wants to shake this up a bit for you, wanting you to know you're not a carbon copy. Yeah. Yes. Needing you to know that your life will not have the same illness and turn of events. And yes, I was just thinking about that last night. Yes. And needs you to just question yourself when these thoughts come up so that you're not re it's wonderful to redirect your life with the sense of initiation and purpose to want to live the most expansive life. She wants that for you. She doesn't want you to believe you have a very short life lived. Yes. And grieve it before it's even time to grieve. Yeah. Yes, you know? totally. Yes. Yes, that makes perfect sense. Yes. Your father is living. Father's here, you see, in the world. Yes. Mm-hmm. Quite a tall man, it looks like. Uh, do you see that six foot? Six foot, yes. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Like he is. Do you see? Like he's quite tall. Uh, yes. Um. Yes, yeah. I, I have some questions around all, all of that, but y- yes. 
Right. But if I were just to physically describe your father, do you see that he's a tall man around six foot? Just want to make sure I've got the wrong, the right person or the wrong person that she's identifying. Yes. Yes. Uh huh. Mm hmm. And then was your mom married two times? Yes. Mm hmm. Um, cause she talks to me about, she talks to me about two marriages and okay. Mm, 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 okay. Married mm-hmm. two times. Mm-hmm. I do think you like your stepfather or it feels to me like there's a good connection there. At least this is her perspective of it. Yes. You can tell yes. me now. Uh-huh. No, no, no. Yes, that's true. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you see that there was a point at which you thought that second marriage would end and then it continued or that there's a sense of her almost ending it or almost divorcing and then not? Yes. And it's, uh, but yes, they were never married officially, but yes, I did think that they, there were two marriages, but then there was a third and I did think that that would end, but it didn't. Uh Got it. Okay. Got it. Got it. Got mm-hmm. it. But two, mm-hmm. mm, that makes more sense. Cause she's talking about two marriages. And then I was like, mm-hmm. oh, but, but I feel like there's another person, but then I don't know if it ends or not. And then as yes. we're talking about stepfathers for you, I do feel then a confusion around who your birth father is. Does that make yes. sense? Yes. Yes, exactly. Um, yes. She keeps being like, well, which one, which one is it? Um, yes. Do you- <laughs> yes. That's exactly it. Yes. Do you see that her second marriage, uh-huh. she would have already known this person when she knows the first marriage. Y- yes yes um, um like, no, well the third the yes the one that she the last one she knew before the first one. Ah, oh, this is it okay yes she exactly. talks about one of i thought it was the second but it's the third then it's like knew them before the first do you know or it's like there's this sense yes, of it, it, exactly. o- it all overlaps it overlaps yes uh-huh because the third feels like he's part of your life for yes. a very long time. Yes. Uh-huh. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Because you would suspect that the third partner is your father. Do you see that? Yes. Uh-huh. Yes. Because she was making me feel like he's been around the whole time. He, he, uh, right. Yes. Uh, yeah. Okay. So there's a bit of resistance to this. If I come around the father aspect, but I Uh do feel like when we talk about it being her third partner, that there is something that clicks in a place for me there. So I wouldn't Mm -hmm. be surprised if that is your biological dad. Yes. Uh huh. I don't feel like it's the first Mm, okay. Who you were told it was. Yes. Uh-huh. Yes. There's, uh-huh. But I do feel like it's possible to resolve this in your lifetime. So it does look like the men in, involved that are here in the physical world would be willing to do that test, would be willing yes. to look. Is what yes. I 
Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. And she yeah. does want to give you permission to investigate. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Feels like there's permission given there. What I will say, though, and it feels like you brought this conversation of paternity up with your mom in life. Yeah, yes. But for her, she feels like she truly feels like it's not important who your father is, which is interesting. Uh, yes yes that was yes yes uh, yes that's what yes mm-hmm. um <laughs> she's, and she's quite a funny lady in this way she's like well you got me you know so it doesn't matter <laughs> but I think for herself she was also um for me it feels like she was dodging it just out of the fear it wasn't who she thought it was perhaps mm, okay, um, that- so there is a bit of dodging there that okay yes that makes that makes sense cuz yeah trying to understand that just in the sense of i'm not sure she knew herself <sighs> okay that's what i i needed to know that i needed to know that <sighs> yeah yeah it feels like in life she she doesn't quite know herself yeah in sense mhm But I feel you have full permission to go looking for this information. You have full permission to ask those involved. She wants to give you carte blanche. Mm, Okay. She really does. Yes. Yeah. Let's ask her some questions. (sighs) Okay. Yeah. um, Anything you want to know? Yeah. One of my, one of my big questions you just, you just answered, which was, did she know, did she know, because I feel like she told me one thing and she told the third man another thing. And so I have, and I didn't, so I didn't, I never knew definitively. And then right before she passed, I felt like I learned sort of what she told him. And I believed that that was the definitive. And it was like, oh my gosh, you know, that he is my father. And I didn't know who she told the truth to or like what, what the truth was, or it it felt to me like, oh my gosh, did she take that to the grave? You know? And I guess my question Mm -hmm. is, my question is, was, did she, did she know, did she know? And just not feel that she couldn't tell me. My feeling is she, she didn't know for sure. Okay. Yeah. Is my feeling. Okay. if I'm just going off of the energy, what I initially felt, it was this feeling of, I end up with a man who really came before all the others. Yes. You know, that was kind of this feeling. So yes, uh-huh. yeah. yes, that's exactly right. Mm-hmm. And it, and I would say he's always been in the background. Yes. Uh-huh. And because the first and the third blend together, there's this uncertainty that I think she also is uncertain about. Okay. I don't know why she would tell you something different than she would have told him. I feel like there is a certain thing of having told number three early on that you are not that his child. And so then it feels like either way at one point she is lying and feels like maybe just better to keep the lie, the lie. Yes. Got it. Um, Uh 
it feels conflicted for her, but I also feel at the end of the day, she's not sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's really helpful. Yeah. That's really helpful. I I also wonder, is there what, what she would want to say to me now that she felt like, was there anything she would want to say to me now that she felt that she couldn't say in life or, or that she feels like is important for me to know? She just really wants to emphasize no matter what, her love for you is very real. It comes from a place of trying to keep you safe, trying to keep you whole, trying to do what's right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That makes real sense. Any last questions for her? Just, um, just one, which is about, um, if she has any advice about sort of my spiritual path and that evolution, because I feel like a lot of what's happened since she's passed is new for me. And I wonder if she has any, Mm. any guidance. I just heard keep going. I feel like you're right where you need to be. Just keep going. (laughs) Yeah. And Ramon wants to remind you as well. There's no perfect way. So Mm, mm -hmm. there's the sense of this perfectionism that runs in the family, which goodness knows I can relate to. And I'm sure (laughs) so many people can relate to But uh this perfectionism that loops around. She's like, don't make it part of the spiritual journey. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's great to know. Just one step at a time. Yeah. And enjoy it. That's my feeling. But I think you're doing it exactly at the pace that you're supposed to not to worry about what that looks like, or if it could be better, if you could be doing more, if you could be more open or da da da. just you're exactly where you need to be. Mm. Okay. Great. 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 Oh my gosh, Flora, this was absolutely incredible. Uh, More incredible than I could have ever imagined. I just thank you from the bottom of my heart. It was really, 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 really special. Thank you. Thanks. Well, thank you. Thanks for sharing her with me. She's lovely. I think she's a firecracker. She's so, she's great. I would say let it integrate for some time. Let it move kind of through your body. And then we will touch base again in a few weeks. And that is a great opportunity to ask the hows and whys and all the spiritual journey questions. Yes. Wonderful. Wonderful. Yeah. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank Thank you. you. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. You're welcome. Have a great rest of your day. I'll see you you soon. You too. Bye. Bye. Do you feel like you're stumbling around a little bit on your spiritual journey? Well, one thing that can help you find purpose and direction is knowing your archetype. Archetype are universal patterns of purpose and behavior that once you discover yours are really going to help you find your place in the world and your purpose in the world. I've created a very fun, very quick quiz to help you find yours, and you can find it in the show notes or at mediumfleurfleur.com. Finding your archetype will help you find direction, and we've even offered you some resources to find that next steady step on your spiritual journey. Go online today and find your archetype and your direction on your spiritual path. Before we get back to our show, I want to tell you about our Patreon. Patreon is an amazing way to help support the show, but also it's going to give you a sneak peek into something we've never offered before. You can find pictures, videos, 
little memorabilia between the client, the person that I'm connecting with, and their loved one on the other side. These photos are often ones that I get after sessions, but I'm wanting to share them with you because I see them as a love letter and just a beautiful way of honoring those who have passed. If you are at all curious, if you want to see them, if you want to honor them too, please check out our Patreon. You can find the link in the show notes and you can help support the show. Thank you for being here and enjoy the rest of today's podcast. so good to see you it's so good to see you I'm yeah I just I'm I'm so excited to talk to you because it has just I I don't think I can overstate what a profound experience our session was for me it really just transformed the deepest part of me in in a way that I don't know that I've ever experienced Really, really. So, I mean, I just, yeah, I just, um, there's so much to talk about. Thank you for just being part of this whole exploration. I personally, when I do my readings, most of the time, I don't get an opportunity to talk after the fact, you know, at this Uh moment. Yeah. Uh, And so my intention is that it's a discussion and we start really by having you perhaps give some insight into what the Mm -hmm. experience was like, what you were looking for, what you were hoping for. And then we can get to any kind of questions about your own spiritual development, about taking that further, you know, like what's the next step? Mm -hmm. How do you connect all of that? We can really start uh, perhaps by giving a little bit of a life story, look back at what brought you to the session, what you were hoping for, who you were Mm -hmm. wanting to connect with. So several different things sort of led to me wanting to to do the reading. The main thing being that my mom passed away about three months ago now. I felt some I felt some things happen since she passed that felt very there's no other word except otherworldly. And then the other thing was that the question that I that I came with, I came with many questions, but one of the one of the questions was when my mom passed away, right before she passed, literally hours before she passed, I found out definitively, I thought, that my father is not my father, that it was that it was another man. And so there's sort of a long story that goes with that. Basically, I didn't know I didn't know there was any question for many years of my life until I was 36 mm. when my mom reconnected with uh, the love of her life from a long time ago. And I went out to dinner with him, with them and met him for the first time. And just really weirdly, intuitively, just guessed as a joke. Just, I was like, yeah, it was a really weird thing where I said, oh, what what was the last, when did you guys last uh, see each other? You know, it had to be like Mm -hmm. 1970 before, 1973 before my parents married. And he said, no, it was maybe more like 1979, 1980. And I was like, wait a minute, that was the year I was born. Are you about to find out like you're my father? And oh, then God. what a dinner and, party. Yes. It, like over Mexican food, this happened. And then all of a sudden they both got really weird. And I was like, what? Like <laughs> it was just this like weird joke that came out that then ended up being something. I talked to my mom about it afterwards 
And she said there was some overlap and she didn't know. So I sort of just lived with that. I don't know for five years, right before she passed, literally hours before she passed, I just started to put together these different things and realized, no, I think definitively he is my dad. And then he said that essentially she had told him definitively he was my father. It was hard for me to reconcile that after she passed because why would she tell him the truth and me that she wasn't sure I didn't know whether she took the secret to the grave or Mm. if she you know what I mean I I just didn't know that and I, I needed to know that so that that was part of it and then um the other part of it that that didn't come up in the reading but is just is was part of my curiosity is that my mom was a medium. She did mm. what you do. Yeah. And oh, wow. Yeah. And, but I experienced it very peripherally. I, I don't know if that's your experience with people who are close to you, but like it, I don't, my mom never read for me or whatever. I mean, it was just, I grew up around it. I never experienced it. I think also because it was like, she was my mom. So she was also the person who like took the garbage out and like dealt with taking us to school back and forth. You know what I'm saying? So it wasn't. Yeah. And then, after she passed, I started to have these really, really profoundly otherworldly things happen. I don't know that I had ever experienced to that extent until she passed. Then suddenly it was like a door opened or something. What the session meant to me. I really, I really can't, I cannot tell you what a profound transformation it was for me to go through that with you. It it genuinely changed my entire perspective on human existence. Which is possibly... so funny to me, considering your mom was a medium. <laughs> no, I, I know. And what's weird is that I think part of it is that my mom had this rock solid faith that I could never quite yeah. get. And I have spent all of my life with this sort of question mark at the center of myself. Mm. This like this sort of this part of me that says there's something more. And then this other part of myself, this very rational analytical part of myself that goes, no, you're just making that up. Two sides of myself has have always been talking to each other and warring, you know, my whole life, my whole life. I've walked around with that. And I walked into this session with you and it felt as if you just like threw the doors open and you were like, here it is. (laughs) Here's the secret to the universe. Like it's real. It's true. It just, I just was like, I was in such a state of awe. And when I listened back to the recording, it was actually like, it was, it was so, it was really embarrassing to listen to myself, just like sob uncontrollably for an hour straight. But with, a few days distance, I realized that that what it was, was it was just this, it was, it was not just connecting with my mom. It was the realization of how much more there is. It was like that mm. little voice that you had in yourself that kept feeling like there's something was right. And that was, oh my God. I mean, I just can't, I just, I just, the first few days I walked around, like just in such a state of awe, I think I, I appeared as a complete lunatic to everybody I ran into because I just wanted to like take them by the shirt and be like, do you realize there's there's so much more than this? Do you know? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. exactly. 
And then, um, and then I feel like since then it just sort of settled in. And I, mm. now I just have so many questions and it's just, I've gone down a rabbit hole of reading and absorbing and I'm actually, I'm going to take your class. Yes. Good. So nice. um, feels like it's opened this door to all of these questions about, about how to stay connected and how it yeah. works. So I have, yeah. so I have a ton of questions for you today. Well, it's all good because I'm here to answer them. <laughs> I want to touch on a few things that mm -hmm. you've said because I feel like they really resonate for me as well. Mm -hmm. The sense of you having watched your mom with this rock solid faith throughout mm -hmm. her life. I wonder if she started off that way because I certainly didn't. Mm -hmm. I think like mm -hmm. so much of this work for me has been the trial and error of showing myself Right. I think yes. in part it made me a good medium because I was looking for some sort of concrete proof that I've eventually realized you're never quite going to get. Like there is always yes. that 5% that you have yes. to make that last leap of faith for yourself. Yes. Um, but I completely understand it, this warring of the rational and the mental with mm -hmm. the spiritual. And I even hit it every once in a while now myself. So. Mm even that's really now. interesting to hear really yeah hear. absolutely and I feel like and, and you might hit it again right mm -hmm. which is why I bring it up you might come back to this rational side of yourself where mm -hmm. eventually something happens very practical life stuff and mm -hmm. you start getting into that space where you don't feel as connected even though right now the door has been opened why mm -hmm. and I found in my own experience and it's really only in the last year and a half that I realized this that I was seeing every 18 months or so have like a total spiritual crisis for myself and be like maybe mm. it's not real oh my god I wrote a whole book about this then I would start readings again for the day and I would get out mm -hmm. of my own way and I'd be like oh, yeah I can't really explain this even from a rational perspective and yes. it would be this war within myself for a few days and then I would pass and I would get it again in 18 months what it causes this existential mm -hmm. crisis yes. and this war and it was always when I myself was outputting too much and not mm. inputting enough on the spiritual level when yes. there wasn't enough moments of awe when there weren't enough moments of connecting to something outside mm -hmm. of myself even yes. though my work is spiritual yes the physical output and living in the physical reality when it got to be out of balance I would lose that sense of innate knowing Yes. that I think we all have. And you talk about it. You're like, I know there was some part of me that just knew mm -hmm. there is yes. something more, right? I think everybody has this. Yes. When you see a sunset, when you're in mm -hmm. nature, when you hear a beautiful piece of music, when mm -hmm. you're inspired in some way. And so for you, I would say this is going to be key is how can you contain that spiritual truth within yourself by placing yourself in moments of beauty and moments where you feel that spiritual connection, because that's going to keep that fire alive. It makes such perfect sense that you would say when you said um, being on input rather than on output, it's so perfect that you would just say that because literally a few days ago, I was, I journal a lot. I'm a writer. And so mm. that's a lot of how I feel Process. connected. And, yeah. um, and uh, one of the things that I, that I was writing was that I, I have felt so on output for so long that mm. I just felt like I just need to sit and be on input like that exact, that exact thing. I think there's something about just going and doing and everything that it's like, there's too much noise to, to connect. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Absolutely. It's just an effort. There's too much, there's no, there's no opening for it to 
yeah. for anything yeah. to come through. Yeah. And you'll find that we touch on this a lot, or I teach this a lot in the intuition mentorship, because mm -hmm. I'm of strong belief that when external mm -hmm. feedback, what you should do, mm -hmm. what you could do, the Instagram, the this, the blah, 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 yeah. opinions, uh -huh. or even work, right? When the external mm -hmm. feedback far outweighs the internal feedback, the ability to be intuitive and therefore the ability to feel connected to anything at all. Mm -hmm disappears like you cannot be intuitive when your external feedback is larger than your internal feedback yes yes yeah that gosh that makes such perfect sense yeah yeah which requires input the feeding of the flame mm -hmm. it's how do we mm -hmm. make space for the internal feedback can only be through rest can only be through connecting to something where you feel like you're in awe or your heart opens or you're just yes. in a space to receive the reason i'm really kind of starting with that is is mm -hmm in this conversation is because mm -hmm. I think it's such a beautiful point that you bring up in the sense mm -hmm. of, Oh my God, I've had this moment, right? Like I've yes. had this moment and see people might have it through a reading, mm -hmm. um, but they might also just have it through something else right? this moment where you have this spiritual awareness, the spiritual experience. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, okay, now what? <laughs> yeah, that's it. And that's exactly, yeah, that's exactly where I am. I, I feel myself at the beginning of a real journey right now. Intuition is something that I've always experienced very strongly. Um, but all of these, and I never really knew, or maybe some part of me did, but I never really knew that it was connected to something. You know what I mean? I, I don't know. I, but now just diving deeper into all of it and having a sense of a glimpse of what there is that we can't see is really, yeah, I just, I feel eager to just, to dig in more and, and understand the how. And also, I think I'm, I'm wrapping my mind around, there are probably, like you said, a lot of things I'll never know. Mm. Absolutely. You know, I think that's always going to be part of it. You won't. Yeah. One of the things that I want to ask you is, so mm -hmm. I feel like since my mom passed, there's this, this door that sort of just started to open for me and also for my son, who you, who you talked mm -hmm. about. For me, it happened where um, right after she passed, I don't even know what to call them, you know, um, mm -hmm. yeah. visits or something. Well, I would say, and you, you touched on it earlier, mm -hmm. you said when she passed, it was like a door opened. Mm -hmm. And I do feel like when we talk about mediumship and the mm -hmm. ability to tune into something beyond this world, mm -hmm. um, the difference between a practicing medium mm -hmm. and anyone else that can do mediumship is that a practicing medium like your mom did mm -hmm. in life has access to every radio station, mm -hmm. so to speak. Every individual person has a station. They have access to every station without having to have heard the station before. Yeah. So uh -huh. it's like, even if I've never heard 94.5 country music, I could, as a practicing medium, find my way to 94.5, recognize it and go, oh, that's country music. Yeah. That's just the skill set of a medium. But if you have heard the station a million times, and in this case, mm -hmm. you have, you've known your mom your whole life, mm -hmm. her passing over to the other side does create a bridge because mm -hmm. you know what her station feels like. You've only experienced it in life, but now mm -hmm. it's still connected to you. It's just in another dimension. But knowing the station gives you that door. So it's not unusual for people mm -hmm. to, through a loss, all of a sudden mm -hmm. feel like, oh, that's been there the whole time. I just didn't have mm. an entry point. Yes. That makes so much sense. Yeah. I just didn't have a tether to get me from here to there. Mm -hmm. But... Mm -hmm. 
I believe anyone, anyone who's lost anyone can connect to them mediumistically Mm, because you mm -hmm. already know the station. You're not looking for a needle in a haystack. You know what you're looking for. You can feel it. You're already tethered to it. It's just a sense of following the thread to that person. The thread Mm. already exists and you already really know what it feels like energetically. You know, you've felt it a million times. So this, I think, is often what happens with people who when somebody passes, they're like, all of a sudden, I feel connected. Yeah, that's exactly what has happened. It's all, it's such, it's amazing that I've grown up with this my whole life and now in the last three months and especially in the last three weeks, (laughs) I'm like finally opening the door to all of it and, you know, and experiencing all of it. I I do just want to tell you some of the things that you said, because I don't know, I don't know that you um, get to hear back like your confirmation. Yeah, I don't. So I'd love to hear it. (laughs) One of the things that you said that I was like, wow, you said, she tells me something about your son's eye color changing. And I, I kind of went, huh, I don't know about that. Anyway, a couple of days later, my son walks into my office and I look at his eyes and I'm like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. And I say to him, what color are your eyes? And he goes, they used to be blue, but now they're green. And I was like, because his eyes were green. And I literally, I somehow, it makes me sound like a terrible mother, but somehow did not notice that. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's like when somebody's growing just incrementally, you don't notice that they're growing. Yeah. It was like, I did not know. And it was, it was interesting because I, you said that and I went, nah, I don't think so. And you went, okay, wait, hold on. Maybe that's not it. It's this other thing, but it was it. And just to tell you, <laughs> I looked back in his, at his, his pictures of when he was, you know, two and three and he has like deep, deep blue eyes. And now he has green eyes. So I love there you that. Go. I love how he's like, oh yeah, they used to be blue, but now they're green. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. It was just, I was like, oh my God. There were other things that you said that I, part of, I think why I just, bald um, through that reading was there were other things that you said that I have literally told no one my whole life. So one of them was you said she shows me that you have a belief that you're not going to live very long and that you're going to you only have about 25 more years and that you're going to pass sort of in a similar way that she did. That has been something I've carried around for 15, 20 years and never told Mm -hmm. anyone, anyone because I some part of me felt like if I say it out loud, then it'll really be true. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I never wanted it, never wanted to say it to a single soul. So when you said it, I, I think like my, in, my instinct was just, I just started laughing because I couldn't believe it. I just couldn't, it was so, it was so crazy. It was so just wild to me. I mean, the whole thing was wild, but then to say something that I literally have never told anyone, that was incredible. And it it really shifted that for me. It really shifted that for me in, wow. in a way that I don't, I didn't know how much I needed that until it came through. Yeah. It was Beautiful. huge. Thanks for I sharing that. Yeah. I really just, I, I can't, I can't thank you enough for the experience. And you said that you light a spark for people. And that is exactly what I feel like you've done in my life. Yeah. So I just feel like now it's just hanging on to it, you know, and exploring it and making sure the little, the little flame is fanned. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And you will. Thank you. Well, thanks for letting me read for you and have this discussion and 
for sharing it with with everyone else. I think it's really uh, it's a beautiful thing to be able to offer. So I I really appreciate you. Oh, I'm so I'm just so grateful to have been a part of it, and、um, I just just grateful for you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Absolutely <laughs>、yeah. grateful for you as well. I have some seriously cute photos to share with you of Nicole as a baby with her mom. They made me smile. A big smile, and Nicole shared some beautiful words about her mom that made us get to know her even better. You can find these beautiful images on our Patreon, and you can find the link to our Patreon in the show notes below. Patreon is a way for you to help support the show, but it's also a way for me to support you. In moving beyond your own grief and moving beyond your own spirituality, you're going to find the full conversation uncut that I had with Nicole following our session, as well as meditations, spiritual exercises, and lots more. Thank you for listening to Moving Beyond the podcast. We would like to thank everyone who has shared their loved ones, their stories, and their heartbreak with us, making this podcast possible. If you haven't yet left us a rating or a review, we would greatly appreciate it as it helps others find the show. Moving Beyond is an independent podcast produced by Fleurless Inc. and Elizabeth Mahelich, with additional support from the team at Twenty Twenty Intuition, including Lotta, Teresa, Min, and Jill. Original music composed and produced by Lucas Tuttle. To learn more about Medium Fleur and her book *Moving Beyond*, that teaches you how to access your intuition, psychic ability, and spirit connection, please visit www.mediumfleur.com. The link is in the show notes. If you'd like to be on a future episode of *Moving Beyond*, please send Elizabeth a short email detailing the loss that you've experienced and how grief affects your daily life to podcasts at mediumfleur.com. Podcasts at mediumfloor dot com. If you'd like to know more about the guest and the loved ones who appeared in this episode of Moving Beyond, or how we create the podcast Moving Beyond, please visit our community at Patreon dot com. Simply search for Medium Fleur M E D I U M F L E U R. We'll see you there. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the Fileo Fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun—yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the Fileo Fish, right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just six dollars. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba da ba ba ba. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. <sighs> visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com.